Om Shri Sai Ram, offering most humble pranams at the divine lotus feet of our ever-present Lord. Invoking Bhagwan's benediction for today's session, dear listeners, my loving Sai Ram to all of you. Om Sahana Vavatu Sahanau Bhunaktu Sahaviryankaravavahai Tejasvinavadhitamastu Mavidvishavahai Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Tatsat Shri Saishwarar Panamastu in our study of Sadhana Panchakam, we are now studying the final verse of this text. And we have seen the first three instructions in this verse. So, we shall begin today's session by listening to this verse and then see the explanation of the steps that are enumerated in this verse by Acharya Shankara. Ekante Sukhamasyatam Paratare Chetasamadhiyatam Purnatma Susamikshyatam Jagadidam Tadbadhitam Drishyatam Prakarma pravilapyatam chitibalat apyutarai slishyatam prarabdam tvihabhujyatam atapara brahmatmanastiyatam. So, as we have seen, the first instruction is Ekante Sukhamasyatam. It means, as we know, live joyously in solitude because it is in solitude that one is able to seriously pursue his spiritual sadhana and to focus on the subtler and the deeper inner journey. And then through this Paratare Chetaha Samadhiyatam, quieten the mind in the Supreme Lord. And in this context, we saw the role of bhakti in order to quieten our mind and absorb our mind in the Supreme. And in fact, Swami in this context says that Lord Krishna sends Uddhava to Gopikas in order to learn about bhakti from them. And Swami says, Uddhava comes and tells the Gopikas that they should get Jnana, the self-knowledge for which they have to meditate upon the Supreme. And then the Gopikas tell Uddhava that we have only one mind and we have given this mind to Lord Krishna and how can we sit and meditate upon the highest principle because the mind is only not there in us and this is the importance of bhakti to quieten our mind as Bhagwan says. 
and once we are able to attain the state of manolaya the complete absorption of the mind in the supreme state divine then the next step is realize and see this all pervading self everywhere purnatma susamikshyatam this is what we saw last week so it is important for us to identify or recognize this unity in diversity and we can all say that it is easier for a person who has realized the self who is able to absolutely quieten the mind to recognize this all pervading self everywhere and see divinity everywhere but we must also realize that for a sadhaka this is exactly the sadhana that he has to do in order to see this unity in diversity is what sadhana is all about and what spirituality is all about as it is said in our scriptures yani eva kritarthasya lakshanani tani eva sadhakasya sadhanani see whatever the virtues the qualities that we see in the realized souls and the same thing becomes a sadhana for the sadhakas that is what he needs to practice in his day to day life mindfully and consciously so as swami says you cannot say that i will learn swimming first and then jump into water no unless we jump into water we cannot learn swimming as bhagwan says so in our day to day life we should tell ourselves that can we live in the light of the knowledge that we have got by shravana and manana are we able to recognize this divinity consciously everywhere that is exactly what sadhana is for us and that is why acharya shankara has given so many instructions in all these verses especially the first four verses consisting of 32 instructions and even the first two instructions of the last verse so we should be able to live the message of the scriptures in our day to day life consciously and this is where abhyasa is very essential for a sadhaka well it is easier said than done isn't it so based upon the teachings of bhagwan how can we strive to recognize this unity in diversity that is the sadhana for us once a student asked bhagwan swami we know that we have to focus upon this unity but our mind always runs to this diversity the differences that are there amongst us and what is the reason then swami said ye lokamantha zero and only one that is god has value but unfortunately swami said people give value to the world which is valueless and they don't focus on this one and they focus only upon the zero and that is why you are not able to see the presence of god everywhere and on another occasion swami said the reason why you are not able to see god in your fellow beings is swartham svaprayojanam swartham 
selfishness swaprayojanam what is in it for me what am i going to be personally benefited from it that is what we ask in each and everything that we do and that is why we see only differences in people and we always miss this unity the kenopanishad says pratibodha viditam matam amritatvam hi vindate it means in every experience of your daily life you must see this self that is present and well how do we do this based upon the teachings of bhagwan some of the ways that we can all try to live this message in our day to day life is number 1 we must try to do all work as bhagwan's work there is no difference between the seva activity that we undertake in the sai samiti the household chores that we do or the profession or the job or the the office work that we do there shouldn't be any difference and everything should be considered as god's work and shri kasturi ji when he retires from his service he wants to come back and settle down in prashanti nilayam and serve bhagwan and at the same time he gets this offer for the post of the director of all india radio and when he humbly submits his prayer to bhagwan that he doesn't want to take up the job because he wants to serve bhagwan in puttaparthi swami asks him who told you that all india radio work is not my work and in fact at this juncture we can all remember that it is shri kasturi ji who gave the term akashavani the beautiful term to all india radio so when we start doing all work as bhagwan's work without any differentiation then what happens is we learn that not only we are doing god's work everyone else around us is also doing bhagwan's work only so because of this the attitude with which we approach people the attitude with which we treat people that changes and our attitude becomes one of love reverence respect compassion towards our fellow human beings and this to a great extent helps us to see unity in diversity and the second point would be to try and bring this samabhava the samadrishti to see everybody equally in our day to day dealings once the then prime minister of india shri vajpayee ji had come to brindavan ashram and when he took leave of swami bhagwan very lovingly tells him see this is your mother's home and you can come here any time and a couple of weeks later the wedding of a worker of brindavan ashram is fixed and this particular worker in fact he's a gardener he wants to get the sari the invitation for the wedding and all the other paraphernalia of the wedding to be blessed by bhagwan and he stands near bhagwan's residence with a plate in his hand and bhagwan comes out and just walks past him and he is deeply pained and hurt and a senior devotee advises him you keep praying to bhagwan and go and stand there try again and bhagwan will definitely bless you 
sudden this man starts praying intensely to Bhagwan, and again he goes and stands there, and this time Bhagwan comes straight to him, and he says, "Bangaru, badha padtu nava. See, today is Monday, and it is Rahu Kalam between seven thirty and nine a.m." and i didn't want to bless you in rahu kalam that's why i waited so long for this rahu kalam to get over so that i can bless you in the right time see this is the lord through his own life demonstrated to us that we should not see difference between different kinds of people and we should only try to exhibit samabhava in our day to day interactions and the next thing would be to always have this attitude of gratitude all the time and bhagwan is our highest role model when it comes to any virtue once bhagwan had visited horsley hills and he was staying on the bungalow which is atop the hill where there was scarcity of water and there was this buffalo which would carry water for bhagwan's use uphill and when bhagwan leaves the place he goes and thanks this buffalo bangaru you have done me a great service and bhagwan even takes a photograph of the buffalo with the caretaker and next time when he visits this place bhagwan hands over the photograph to that caretaker and this attitude of gratitude for every little thing that we receive from others is very important in our life in order to see this unity the principle of oneness that binds us all and once the recipients of bhagwan's water project some of the villagers had come to prashanti nilayam to thank bhagwan and bhagwan said why are you thanking me i should be thanking you instead for giving me an opportunity to serve you and i also request you in future also to give me such more opportunities to be of service to you and this is the spirit of gratitude that we need to develop because the one who serves is the greatest beneficiary because what seva does to us is more important than what we do as seva and also try to bring in consciously this component of love in our dealings also helps to see this unity once bhagwan had sent some elders and students to serve the victims of gujarat earthquake one of the elders then tells bhagwan that uh, swami you have done a great service for this people of the state who were suffering then swami says when your child falls down and the child is crying what do you do then this devotee replies i will help the child to get up and i will console the child i will take care of the child and then swami asks him do you say that you have done a great service to your child no swami it is out of love for the child i did this then swami says exactly it is out of love for these people i have done this and how can i say that i have done a great service to them see these are the profound lessons that we learn from the life of bhagwan who has declared my life is my message and also to be sensitive to the feelings of others the problems of others developing this sensitivity 
is also very important. See, when selfishness goes away in us, then naturally sensitivity steps in. And in this context, Bhagwan tells this story from the life of Sri Abraham Lincoln. Swami says once Lincoln was going in his chariot from Capitol Hill to White House and on the way he hears the cry of a piglet which is caught in muddy slushy water and which is not able to extricate itself from this water. Then Lincoln just gets down from his chariot and he picks up the piglet and puts it aside and as if nothing has happened nonchalantly, he just moves on. And the person who is with Lincoln remarks that you have relieved this little pig of great agony and this is what he says. And then Lincoln says, I did not relieve the piglet of its agony but I did this to relieve the agony of my own heart. See, a heart that feels the pain of other beings is what we need to develop. And also, reducing our tendency to be non-judgmental of people and keep on judging them or having prejudiced opinion towards others is also what we need to refrain from in order to see consciously this unity in diversity. See, even Jesus Christ, who was crucified, remarked that, O Lord, please forgive them for know not what they are doing. And this is what he did. He prayed for those who betrayed him. And this is the prayer that comes from the heart of a realized master who identify himself with all the other fellow beings and he knows that he is wise and he he has realized the self but he also knows that the people who betrayed him they are in ignorance they have this avidya they do not know what they are doing and it is out of ignorance that they betrayed him and he even prays for them and this should be our attitude that has to be consciously practiced So, forgive and forget is what we need to practice. So, the practicing the virtue of this forgiveness is very, very important in order to strive to recognize unity in diversity. And also, identifying ourselves with all around us. And for this, Bhagwan narrates this incident from the life of Sri Ramanujacharya. The Guru of Ramanujacharya gives him a mantra and says this mantra is for your liberation and then Sri Ramanujacharya asks him what if I teach this mantra to people. Then the Guru says if you teach this mantra to people who do not have the deservedness to get this mantra then what happens is they may get liberated but you will go to hell. But immediately Ramanujacharya climbs up the gopuram of the temple and loudly shouts the mantra so that everyone around him learns this and they have an opportunity to be liberated by chanting this mantra. 
so always keeping the welfare of mankind in our heart rather than personal gain as swami said swartham swaprayojanam that helps us to see the one self that is present everywhere as the lord in the bhagavad gita declares kshetragnan chapi mam vidhi sarvakshetreshu bharata o arjuna know me to be the one knower of all the fields that is there so this is about this instruction purnatma susamikshyatam so as we understand it is not only a person who has learned to quieten the mind in the supreme reality that he recognizes this principle of oneness everywhere it is a sadhaka also who has to strive in his day to day life to see consciously this unity that is present in diversity or multiplicity that we see around but another point to note here is as vedanta says it recognizes the unity but this diversity is also accepted what does it mean why is this diversity there in the creation and bhagwan to explain this point once narrated a chinna katha once a king who is pained to see the suffering of some of his subjects not everybody enjoys in his kingdom and there are poor and the suffering so he goes to a forest and he does intense tapas to propitiate god and when god appears in front of him and asks him what do you want as the boon the king says i want everyone in my kingdom to be the same i want everyone to have the beautiful palatial houses that i myself have and they must have all the facilities and they must enjoy their life and there should not be any hardship for anybody in my kingdom then god asks are you sure that it is the boon that you want from me then the king says yes i do not want to see the suffering of my people and god says tathastu and as this king walks back from the forest to his uh, capital city on the way he sees that there is dirt and filth everywhere the sewage water is overflowing and there are piles of unwashed clothes thrown everywhere and nothing is in order and everybody has got a beautiful house and they are inside their house with all the facilities enjoying and no work is done in the city then the king realizes his folly and he runs back to god and he tells god to take back his boon see so we must realize that at the vyavaharika level at the transactional level in this world we need all types of people there cannot be exactly equality among various grades of people for this world to go on smoothly we need all kinds of people and all this diversity is in fact essential but amidst this diversity what we must realize is we should see the oneness that is present so advaita is not about equality in the outer world but it is the bhava of unity that we carry inside because 
all types of people all grades of people creatures are essential for the smooth functioning of this world but we must realize the interconnectedness that we have through this common thread of one brahman or atman that is also an important point to note in this step so once this is done the next instruction acharya shankara says is jagaditam tad badhitam drishyatam it means recognize that this finite world this jagat is only a projection of the self see this we have studied in detail when we did tatva bodha isn't it we studied how jiva jagat ishvara came about and in this context we also saw the theory of cause and effect so we know that if there is an effect that is there there has to be a cause there cannot be an effect without a cause this is what we saw and also this effect is nothing but the cause in another form see when we see a pot we know that the cause is clay and this pot is nothing but clay itself in another form then the third law is when we remove the cause even the effect ceases to exist if we take out the clay from the pot because after all the pot is clay outside inside up down everywhere it is clay alone and when this clay is not there the pot ceases to exist so similarly we saw that it is not the arambhavada that explains this jagat how this world or jagat came about arambhavada means brahman has not produced this universe the phenomenal universe that we see all around and also it is not parinamavada that explains the universe parinamavada means brahman has not undergone any change or transformation and become the world no it is the vivartavada this is what we saw it is the vivartavada that explains this universe it means it is this brahman who appears as the universe so we know brahma satyam jagat mithya this world is nothing but an appearance it is a falsity it is a mithya it has no independent existence and it is only an appearance of brahman brahman as he is appears as this jagat so it is very important for a sadhaka to recognize this truth that is to say that this finite world of the equipments that we have the bmi and even the ever changing worlds of our experiences the oet they are all projections and they are merely superimpositions upon the self atman and just as in darkness we mistake the rope to be a snake and it all that is there is only the rope and we have superimposed the snake upon the rope in darkness so in our ignorance we see this world but it is nothing but brahman himself that is what we need to 
recognize. As this verse from Drug Drishya Viveka says, Asti Bhati Priyam Nama Rupacha Iti Panchakam Adhyatrayam Brahma Rupam Jagadrupam Tathodvayam It means, in every experience of ours, there are these five factors. What are they? They are Asti. Asti means existence. That is Sat, the truth, the ground reality of all that exists. Then Bhati. Bhati means consciousness, Chit, awareness. It is the awareness in which every experience comes to us. Then Priyam means it is Ananda, the Sat, Chit, Ananda, the bliss. And these are the first three factors. And the other two are Nama, Rupa, the name and the form. And this verse says, Adhyatrayam Brahma Rupam, the first three, that is Sat, Chit, Ananda, Asti, Bhati, Priyam, they are of the nature of Brahman. And the latter two, the name and the form, the Nama, Rupa, they belong to the world. But in our ignorance, we see only this Nama, Rupa and we miss this Sat, Chit, Ananda, the true self, all the time. What this instruction is saying is, you learn to recognize this, the world that you see around, the world you think to be so real, that is not at all real and it is only a projection of the self. And here we should also understand that Vedanta is all-inclusive and it says the world is not anything separate from reality. It has its existence, the dependent existence from the reality itself. It is not Brahman is there and the world is there. Not two. It is only one reality appearing as the world. So, the world of matter is but an extension of this supreme consciousness. Just as the waves, the bubbles, the froth and the foam that we see in water of the ocean are nothing but the ocean and they are the different expressions of the water in the ocean. And why is it important for us to understand that this world is only an appearance or mithya? See, as long as we are convinced something to be real, our mind always runs towards it. As long as we take this world of its various objects and relationships to be real, then what happens is we only chase after the objects of the world, the relationship in the world for getting happiness, peace and fulfillment. And this is when we think that the world to be real, it is then we think that the car I am driving in is not so good. And if I change my car, I can be happy. And if I change my house, I can be more comfortable. And I can only be energized and rejuvenated if I take this exotic holiday. And this to-do list continues when we think this world to be the real and happiness comes from the world. The moment we recognize that it is all a falsity, it is not an appearance, we understand that something which is impermanent by itself, how can it give us permanent happiness? And this awareness comes to us. This is it for the day and now we shall listen to all the five verses before we 
conclude. Vedo Nityam Adhiyatam Taduditam Karma Svanushtiyatam Teneshasya Vidhiyatam Apachiti Kamyematistyajyatam Papaugha Paridhuyatam Bhavasuke Doshonu Sandhiyata Atme Chavyavasiyatam Nijagrahat Turnam Vinirgamyatam Sangasatsubidhiyatam Bhagavato Bhaktidridadhiyatam Shantyadi parichiyatam dridataram Karmashu santyajyatam Sadvidvanu pasripyatam pratidinam Tatpaduka sevyatam Brahmai kaksharamartyatam shruti shiro Vakyam samakarnyatam Vakyarthascha vicharyatam shruti shira Paksha samashriyatam Dustarkat suviramyatam shruti mata Tarkonu Sandhiyatam Brahmasmiti Vibhavyatam Aharaha Garva Parityajyatam Deheham Matirujyatam Buddha Janai Vada Parityajyatam Chudvyadischa chikitsyatam pratidinam Bhikshaushadam bhujyatam Swadvannam natuyachyatam vidivashat Praptena santushyatam Shitoshnadi vishahyatam natuvrita Vakyam samuchadyatam Audasinyam abipsyatam janakripa Naishturyamutsrijyatam Ekante sukhamasyatam paratare Chetasamadhiyatam Purnatma susamikshyatam jagadidam Tadbadhitam drishyatam Prakkarma pravilapyatam chitibalat Apyuttarai slishyatam Prarabdam tvihabhujyatam atapara Brahmatmanastiyatam ॐ असतोमा सद्कमय 
तमसोमा ज्योतिर्गमय मृत्योर्मा अमृतंगमय ओं शाति 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 हरि ओं तत्सत्श्री साईश्वरापणमस्तु आई एम ग्रेटफुल टू भगवान टीम रेडियो साई एंड ऑल ऑफ यू जय साईरा